Hi, hi. It's Marian here again. Good evening. How are you? And hope well, having a wonderful day. So straight to the point. Today we're reading um, chapter 17 of Eat That Food by Brian Tracy, um, which is, as usual, you know, or for those of us, those of us just joined, those of you just joining us now, um, it's uh, 21 ways to stop procrastinating and get more things done in your life. So chapter 17 of Eat That Frog. There is more to life than just increasing its speed. Gandhi. Technology can be your best friend or your worst enemy. As we race into the 21st century bombarded by information from all sides, many people seem to have an irresistible, if not obsessive, need to communicate continually with people everywhere in their personal and business lives. This compulsion to communicate incessantly entailing the non-stop use of cell phones, BlackBerry devices, personal digital assistants, the internet, both wireless and wired, and various contact management systems such as Microsoft, Outlook, and Maximizer tends to leave people psychologically breathless. We have no time to stop, smell the roses, and collect, and collect our thoughts. You have a choice. At the same time, many high-powered, hard-working, highly productive people functioning in the dead center, excuse me, in the dead center of communications technology are not overwhelmed by technology. They seem to have their lives largely under control. Bill Gross, manager of more than 600 billion in fixed income funds and bonds, is famous for exercising regularly and meditating daily to keep centered while using no technology at all he turns off his phones leaves his blackberry in his office and exercises without the continual interruptions of people who have an overwhelming need to stay connected and he says that he never misses an important message for you to stay calm clear-headed and capable of performing at your best you need to detach on a regular basis from the technology and communication devices that can overwhelm you if you're not careful don't be addicted in washington not long ago i was at a business luncheon with a room full of high-level executives Prior to the beginning of the luncheon, one of the organizers stood up and said a short grace. Everyone bowed their heads. When the grace was over, the luncheon began. However, at my, at my table, four or five out of the eight people seemed to have been greatly affected by the prayer. They kept their heads down and their hands you know, in their laps, even when the food was served. They seemed to be lost in deep thoughts over the profound questions of the day. Then I realized that they were not praying at all. They were all intensely focused on their BlackBerry devices, sending and receiving email, walking their little keyboards like frantic teenagers playing video games. They were all lost to the world around them as they messaged back and forth and some of them with other people in the same room. They had fallen into a technological trap, a deep sink full of information exchange in which they were drowning. Technology is not is your friend. Technology is your friend. The purpose of modern technology is largely to increase the speed, efficiency, and accuracy of the transfer of information of all kinds. 
Technology is meant to help us improve the quality of our lives by enabling us to accomplish our key tasks and communicate with the, with the key people in our world faster and more efficiently than ever before. But the use of communications technology can quickly become a form of addiction. People get up in the morning and immediately check to see if they received any phone calls or voicemail messages on their cell phones. Then they race to their computers to pull up their email to see if anyone communicated with them overnight. They call the office to find out if anyone has done or said anything in the last few hours that they should know about. They check their Microsoft calendars, Microsoft Outlook calendars, their personal digital assistants, their BlackBerry devices and other forms of communications technology every five or six minutes to make sure that they are not missing anything at all. This has to stop before it gets out of control. Take back your time. One of my clients with distributors in 19 states found himself bound and chained to his computer, receiving and responding to emails several hours each day. The more time he spent at his computer, the fewer of his other important tasks he was, tasks he was able to get done. The stress caused by these undone tasks, building up like an avalanche overhang, started to affect his personality, his health, and his sleeping habits. We taught him we taught him about the 80/20 rule and how it applied to emails. Fully 80% of the emails that he received were of no value and should not even be opened. They should be deleted immediately. Of the remaining 20%, only 20% of those or four of his emails actually required an immediate response of some kind. The other 16% could be ignored temporarily or transferred to an action folder where they could be dealt with one at a time. Standardize and delegate. My client felt no one else had the ability to sort his emails more than 300 per day and that he had to do it all himself no matter how much time it took. We encouraged him to sit down with his secretary and go through his emails, showing how which ones were important and which ones were unimportant, and how to deal with the most common questions and requests. To his surprise, Within two hours, his secretary knew enough to handle most of his emails for him. From then on, she would come in each morning and delete 80% of his emails that were that were of no value. She would transfer the essential emails requesting a personal action by boss into a separate folder. If there was a question about an email, she would transfer it to a process folder for him to look at at his, at his convenience. At our next meeting, he told me that he had tracked the results of his exercise and calculated that he was now saving 23 hours per week that he could spend on eating his frogs and completing his most important tasks. This simple exercise transformed his life, reduced his stress levels, improved his health and energy, and made him a much more relaxed and positive person. Here's a question for you. How would your life change if you had an extra 23 hours each week with which to think, walk, plan, talk with key workers, or even go for a walk with your spouse? Refused to be a slave. A journalist of Fortune magazine wrote recently that when he arrived back at the office after a two-week vacation, more than 700 emails were waiting for him. He realized that it would take him a week to get through them all, during which time he won't be able to tackle any of the projects waiting on his desk. For the first time in his career, he took a deep breath and punched the delete all button. He was in those 700 emails forever. He then got busy with the projects that were really important to him and his company. His explanation was simple. I realized that just because somebody sends me an email, it doesn't mean that they own a piece of my life in terms of my having to, to reply to them. 
now or ever. In addition, it occurred to me that if the email was really important, the sender will send it again. And that's exactly what happened. A servant, not a master. For you to be able to concentrate on those things that make the most difference in your business or personal life, you must discipline yourself to treat technology as a servant, not as a master. Technology is there to help you, not to hinder you. The purpose of technology is to make your life smoother and easier, not to create complexity, confusion, and stress. One of the best rules for dealing with technology is to just leave it off. Resist the urge to start turning on the communication devices as soon as you wake up in the morning. Leave the radio off. Leave the television off. Leave your cell phone off. Leave your computer off until you have planned and organized your day. Deliberately create zones of silence in your life where no one and nothing can break through and reach you. Maintain your inner calm by forcing yourself to stop on a regular basis and listen to the silence. Sometimes to get more done of higher value, you have to stop doing things of lower value. Keep asking yourself, what's important here? What is important for you to accomplish at work? What is important in your personal life? If you could only do one or two of the activities available to you, which ones would they be? Continuous contact is not essential. Remember when they go away, when you go away for a day, a week, or a month on vacation or on business and you're out of touch with your communication devices, nothing happens. The world seems to continue revolving whether or not you're in continuous contact with it. Problems get solved, answers get found, work gets done, and life continues to flow along like old man river. Very few things are so important that they cannot wait. People often ask me at my seminars, but... Don't you have to keep current with the news by reading newspapers, listening to the radio and watching TV, television? I tell them, if it is really important, someone will tell you. If something important happens at home, at work, in the, in the country or in the world, someone else can spend hours following the news for you. And he or she will usually tell you on the first possible occasion. Many people discontinue newspaper subscriptions, stop watching broadcast news and television and refuse to listen to the radio and surprisingly enough they remain well informed on most important subjects someone always keeps them up to date you should do the same so the summary of chapter 17 of eat that frog number one resolve today to create zones of silence during your day-to-day activities turn off all communication devices and technology for one hour in the morning and one hour in the afternoon, you'll be amazed at what happens. Nothing. Number two, resolve to take one full day off each week during which you do not touch your computer, check your Blackberry, or make any attempt to keep in touch with the world of technology. At the end of the day, without contact, except by voice, your mind will be calm and clear. By giving your mental batteries time to recharge free from the incessant interruptions of communications, you'll be more relaxed, aware, and alert. Thank you for listening. We'll see you at the next chapter. Bye.